1: Welcome back to Your Tech Report.
0: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles, Mark Flalo in Montreal. Thank you guys so much for being here with us this week. If you want to follow along on all our social media, it is at Your Tech Report. Still to come on this week's show, we're going to be talking to Microsoft all about Windows 365. Lots of cool stuff there as well. I should go hands on that and do some kind of Conversation about that, or video, or something, because people yeah, really want to know oh, what, yeah. what that is all about. Uh, um, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I have boot. to
0: I have to check in on your safety. Uh, no fires near you?
1: Uh, thankfully, <laughs> no, not right now. It's I mean, it's especially in the area, and you know, I live in the Santa Monica Mountain I know, Basin I know, right that's here. Why so I there are a lot of wildfires, and I mean, I'm going to knock on what I didn't even want to say it out loud. We've been, we've been we've been fortunate this season, but the fact that it's a seasonal worry is a larger worry unto itself. Yeah. I could imagine you know, what, I mean I 11... was I
0: spent my day yesterday checking on people in Philadelphia, people in New York. I mean, the the oh world my God, is a um,
1: hurricane and let's fires. Let's not talk about the world. And, let's forget about no, the world for a second. Like the, the gods are hating us right now.
0: Um, when it comes to summertime, Mitchell, um, and this past yeah. summer has been uh, interesting, or the past couple of months, because you and I both have been car shopping. Um, yes. Which is, I've also had the opportunity, like I always do, to get into mm-hmm. some uh, press vehicles, uh, thanks to our friends over at BMW. Yes. Two, two in particular, I wanted to kind of touch on uh, on this week's show, and that was the uh, M8 competition the uh, i mean wow, pfft, wow. that there's that one i want to talk about okay because okay. it's it's trust me it's insane you
1: had me at m by the way anything you put an m in front of the bmw's but it's it's division, the gc competition so
0: it's the grand coupe competition it, it's Ugh. insane and the x4 m which was a really cool one too which i so, so let's let's summarize because there's a lot in in common with BMWs these days, like most vehicles, like most uh, mm-hmm. companies out there, when it comes to certain model years, you find the fit and finish. Now, it's what's interesting is on. on let's start with the X4 M. The X4 kind of sits between the X3, which is that small SUV, and the uh, and and the X. I guess
1: you'd have to say the it's a, it's a mini X6 is what it is. It's yeah, that's what it is X6. because you've
0: got that coupe kind of scoop in the back. Yeah. So you've got a, a lower a lower depth activity there. Coupe. It's got, exactly. Yeah. Um, this thing drove. Um, insane in terms of feel of the road, to the point at times you never get that feeling where someone opens the window in the back and your head starts to rumble. Um, to the point that it made me it, it made me nauseous at times, and I had to <laughs> tone down. Sign. I had to tone down some of the settings on the car because it was just too much in terms of sports mode. And you have to ask yourself a question at the sometimes at the end of the day, which is, at uh, what point is is a, is a car too much? Now this is yeah. this would be a perfect summer vehicle for me. I don't think it's um it would be a vehicle that I'd necessarily want all year long. Although then I think about the snow and stuff like that, and I think it would be quite yeah, nice. You have the
1: all-wheel drive. I mean, you have the and by the way, for people who don't know, the X6 when it first came out, as Mark as Mark said, it is like a beefy, like an SUV had a baby with a sports sedan. Okay, so it's off the ground. It doesn't have a hatchback. It has it does have a hatchback, but more of a hatchback trunk than like an SUV hatchback, right? Um, It's like a beefy sport activity coupe, but with four doors. And it's, it's off the ground. It has great ground clearance. It's very beefy, but not a lot of trunk space. That's the way you describe these sport activity vehicles. The X4 is the smaller version of. And if you've never seen these things, a lot of people in the market when they first came out were like, what do you do with this? And I understand that reaction. But for me, it was sort of the perfect storm if you wanted something big and beefy and powerful and off the, off the ground, but yet still had the dynamics of a car. I, I say that like that because maybe. So if you if you see them, you'll understand what Mark is talking about because it could be a scary thing when you put that much power into a body that looks like that. Your mind expects one thing, and then your body feels something entirely differently. That's, that's the way I'd imagine it, Mark. And you
0: get that kind of coupe-like feeling because you've got these beautiful sports seats that are designed to really, really hug you, um, especially on, on the competition model, that really blow you away. But the interesting thing I found about the X4 um, in particular was is that the whole cockpit in the interior is still the what I would call the last generation, it's not entirely updated because when you sit in- Technology, well, you mean? The technology's there, but the okay. cockpit design is a little bit different. So your screen is actually sitting kind of on top of the dash, very much like my X3. I actually ended up buying an X3, and the interior is virtually identical, minus some small fit and finishes with the badging, and of course the controls in the mm-hmm. steering wheel to have custom settings for your sport modes, and of course the engine, um, which of course make up the entirety of a car. But in terms of fit and finish, and features, it really did look and feel like my X3. Uh, that being said, the seats were positioned a little bit closer to the ground, so you do get that coupe-like feeling of sitting into this car, right. but you still get the benefits of being above ground, which is really cool. Now, the competition model, we're talking about you know, 503 horsepower, um, 442 pounds-feet of torque. I mean, an incredibly fast machine that handles like it is a way lower to the ground than it absolutely is. So it definitely has its place. Now, let's talk for a second about the newly designed M8 competition. Now, the M8 has a brand new uh, BMW grille in front, which is super, super sport and super aggressive. It's blacked out. You've got the skirt kit on the entire vehicle. You get into this car and you sit down and there's no moving. Like you're physically glued to the seats inside. It has the new cockpit interior. And the the real big change about this interior is that they've moved the screen about five inches lower. So it kind of comes out, looks like it's kind of coming out of your main instrument panel. It kind of folds into it. So it's a much smoother approach. As a result of that, they've gotten rid of that, you know, there's been a placeholder for a CD player that hasn't existed for a long time. And they've they've shifted the vents down a bit, but it it does have a little bit more ergonomics in terms of the play. Placement of things, which was really neat. Now, when you want to talk about performance, a vehicle like this—I mean, this is truly a summer car. Like, this is a car that you want to get onto a track. Of course, you want to make sure that you're properly equipped and or trained and covered all your safety bells and whistles, <laughs> and and make sure that you can let this vehicle rip wait, wait, because it Mark, does not I'm want I'm to go.
1: I have to have to have to interrupt you for a second. Am I looking at this correctly? 617 horsepower and an MSRP starting at 130 US, 130,000? Am I looking at the correct vehicle? Yes. <laughs> oh
0: my. That is a lot of power. Um it it, it is um I can't even talk about the amount of power that that it's just like <laughs> the words escape me in terms of uh, what we're go- it, It's nuts. And I had the Grand Coupe model, too. So you had the four doors. Um, my kids absolutely love it. When, whenever I get one of these vehicles, my kids are like, OK, go fast, go fast. So I go. I try <laughs> to find a nice safe road where I can go, a back road where I can really kind of let first. it rip. Yeah. Um, and, and I do. And they, feel, they just absolutely love it because, you know. I don't, zero to 60 is not even a proper measurement that you should do with these vehicles. The beautiful, the M, M, M blue calipers and the brakes, um, the beautiful black styling of the mirrors and you got a carbon roof on it. Um, oh the gosh. growl when it was in track mode was, I don't even, I mean,
1: aggressive. it would, have set, off, aggressive. It would have set off
0: other vehicles' alarms next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you want to make it growl like that because of it's course. meant its meant to be unleashed. But this is why when you have conversations about vehicles like this, you have to remember where they come from and the routes in which they come from. And not only are they the BMW routes, um, which are absolutely int- – I mean, a car – there's there's no other car that drives like that. Um, absolutely. But from those German highways and for those European highways – these cars are meant to be unleashed on roads like that without limits, without, you know, and they're meant to be driven properly and say it's just w- words do escape me when I try to think about, you know, 3.2 seconds of acceleration from zero to 100.
1: You know, I mean, it's it's funny that you say that because um, Tracy and I, you know, we live in Southern California, so there are, you know, obviously there are a lot of beautiful cars here, not just because of the, you know, people that live here have nice cars, but also when you think about it, the weather is conducive to having a nice car where you're not worrying about, you know, East Coast winters and salting the roads. Excuse me. So Tracy will sit here, we'll we'll be on the freeway, we'll see a Ferrari go by, we'll see a Lamborghini go by, and she'll say, you know what, they're gorgeous, but where are you going to drive it? Unless you're taking it to a track. I mean, if you lived in Europe, if you lived near the Autobahn, and you could drive it daily at 130 miles an hour, that's great. But here you have this incredible acceleration and can say yes look what i drive at 70 i mean it's it's kind of hard because it's like an unta- <laughs> it's like an untamed horse that wants to go here, and you can't thing, let it
0: go at the same time though it is a classy beast
1: yes it's a classy beast yeah.
0: right it, it's it, i mean you've got these giant mags i mean it is a beautiful piece of of vehicle engineering like it is absolutely gorgeous the curves the lines you can tell you really can tell that every element was meticulously placed on this vehicle. And, and and the cool thing about this is that a lot of the stylings on this version of the car are what we're going to be seeing on the next model generations of a lot of the other vehicles in the BMW oh, lineup. Yeah. So that blacked out grille, that more aggressive stance, we're seeing that on some of the, you know, the 4 Series and other cars that are coming up. So this is what I love about this is that you get a glimpse into what's coming uh, on the road ahead, which is really, really cool. Now... There was another vehicle that I had an opportunity to drive this summer, of course, in the BMW family, and that was the Cooper S Countryman, all four.
1: Oh, I love Mini Coopers, yes.
0: Now, these are such fun vehicles to drive. (laughs) When they talk about the rally car inspiration in these cars, they are so tight and small, but they're not at the same time. Right. Because you get that small drive feel, but it's comfortable for everybody that's in the vehicle. Um, you've got that many styling, whether you like it or not. Not my preferred taste in terms of that round dashboard in the middle. But right, you never under the hood, yet. under the hood, and under under all the visual elements of it that you know aren't necessarily to my taste. Is that BMW center? Like it's just the interface that's different. You still get the full iDrive experience of all the features that are there. You get that full backup camera. You get that performance. You get that tight suspension. And these things are just meant to whip in and out of traffic and just kind of
1: get around everywhere. Well, let me ask you this, because when I think of Mini Cooper's, and I remember when they brought out the new Mini Cooper, you know, a long time ago and I wanted to get one, I didn't end up pulling the trigger. But I think of like, when I think of Mini Cooper, I think of two things. I think that I think of that shorter wheelbase and that tight turning radius, which in harmony sort of work to making that go-kart feel that has become sort of synonymous with the Mini Cooper, does it still... And now, the Clubman, that's the big... Ch- is that the bigger, chunky SUV version? Oh, sorry, it's sorry, the Countryman, not the Clubman. Correct. Clubman is different, but the Countryman is the bigger SUV-ish, SUV-esque version of it's it, correct? It's a little
0: bit longer. It's got those double doors in the back that make it a lot easier to kind of get things oh, in and out. Oh, okay.
1: I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. And you felt that even with that, even though it was on a slightly larger platform, it did not lose the driving oh, dynamics God, that no. make a Mini Cooper a Mini Cooper. Okay. Oh, God, Because no. I, Yeah, because I, they look so cool and they look so cute. I understand what you're saying because they also along with the round gauges, they went with this very retro, polished, a lot of, like, flip switches where there used to be, like, on and off knobs, and they went, like, very different, different, you know... In terms of their approach, it was a different approach years ago, and they still have that. Correct? They still have that sort of like you know retro finish on the inside. Yeah, that's what right? people.
0: Honestly, that's what people love about it. Those are like people that right. love buying the Volkswagen Beetle. By the way, that I sorry, I always mistake myself. It's not the double doors that open; it's still a trunk on this one. Um, but right, that's yeah, the
1: Clubman I was talking exactly, about. Exactly. Too many. Exactly. In the back. Yes, okay, that's yeah. the
0: one that I remember going to buy a beanbag chair and not realizing I was driving this car and I had no room for it. And my kids <laughs> were with me. It was quite fun. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely um, people buy it for that looking feel people love it obviously right. for the drive as well. I wish there was a comparable in the BMW lineup on the BMW side of something small and tight like that. I wish there was because even when you go down and you think of like even the the 1 series or it's still not there is. There is. Talk tell me tell this. me you have a minute and a half. It's in
1: Europe so BMW makes a GTI-esque sport hatch, okay, that would directly compete with not the Mini Cooper so much as much as it's something like the GTI. They have it in Europe. I think it's under the uh, under the two-series lineup, like a 228 variant. Um, it's 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 a hatchback, and it is amazing. It's a beast, and they will not bring it to North America. I'm hoping to God they do, but the exact vehicle that both of us want, which is a BMW-based GTI a one series. It's a one-series. It's an 140 i Okay, so you're looking at At least that's 2018.
0: I've not- got to I check new, new information. Mitchell, okay, no, no. Yes. I have to stop you there. We're going to talk about it stop next me. week.
1: We'll tease next week. So then we'll talk about what car I ended up buying. No, we didn't even get to oh, the car that I bought. Okay. No, no, it's good. It's another segment for next week.
0: Okay. It is Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Woodfield. I'm Mark Flalo. We're talking all about Windows 365 after we take a quick break here. Do follow us online, and we'll speak to you in just a moment. Stick around.
1: Your Tech Report will be right back. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue the Podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.